0: Hello, peaceful warriors. This is your host, Anil, and welcome to my show, Peaceful Growth, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and experts who have achieved remarkable growth in their business or profession. We all want to grow in our life, right, but not at the cost of our peace and happiness. So we also talk about some of the strategies, tips, and techniques on how to manage this growth by also having a successful and purposeful life you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter learn plus grow at anilg.substack.com where i share three tips to help you learn grow and inspire each week now to today's episode Hey everyone, uh, this is Anil. Uh, I'm a CEO and co founder of MultiDots, MultiCollab, and DotStore. And today I have here with me Steve, uh, founder of PublishPress. Hi, Steve. Hey, hey, Anil. Steve, it has been, uh, when was the last time we, we met? I think WordCamp US. And then before that, it was a post status retreat.
1: Yes, I think so. Um, I think we'll be together again, probably for WordCamp US in Washington, D.C., which is coming up a couple of months from now.
0: True. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and in order to um, start this, I wanted to ask you that you have been um, uh, managing public Press business for a quite a long time. So in order for our listeners to connect uh, and understand more about your accomplishment and achievement with Published Press. Uh, do you mind sharing anything like the number of plugins you have, installs, users, revenues or anything that you feel uh, that will helpful?
1: Oh, sure thing. Um, so we probably have about a million installs across all of our plugins. Um, we have published Press, which I guess is the main topic of today's conversation. And then we also have a kind of slideshow gallery plugin called Metaslider and also a a kind of taxonomy organization plugin called Taxopress, which deals with adding terms and categorizing posts. Um, But published Press, I guess, is the focus. And well, what um, led us to meet because Morty Dots and you guys have a deep interest in publishing as well and what we try and do at Publish Press is focus on filling in all the little bits and pieces for WordPress publishers that are not available in the WordPress core. Um, one simple example I will give is we have a, a plugin called Published Press Future, and <laughs> we came up with a name, and then we built all the, um, all the banners and promotional stuff for it around Back to the Future. So it's got a little flying car and mm-hmm. um, uh, lots of little characters from the movie. And what it does, despite the funny name, is a quite useful small thing. It mm. just allows you to set a unpublishing date for a post. Um, and you and me have both been around a while and seen other CMSs. Um, having an unpublished date for a post is something you would expect in in most platforms, mm-hmm. um, it isn't in WordPress. So we we have a plugin that does that and it, it does a few more things too. Um, if it didn't, <laughs> we would be in trouble because the WordPress core could easily add that. Yeah. Um, but it's probably a good example of what we do. We try and flesh out pieces that publishers find really useful that aren't in the WordPress core. Um, a second example, we're working on a plugin that we're about to release which will add custom statuses to posts. Um, so a normal WordPress post has draft, pending review, and published. Mm-hmm. Which for for most CMSs is kind of lacking and for most publishers is kind of lacking. So we're building a plugin that will add some more statuses. Um, it, it probably similar to what the approach you take with multi dot right that um, mm-hmm. um and your multi-collab plugin that your users the people you talk to right they really want to be able to collaborate on a document at the same time wordpress can't do it yet you build a solution um and you have you have a whole bunch of plugins and so do we <laughs> publish press is it'll, it'll soon be 10 plugins
0: yeah, I was going to ask like how many plugins you have. So you have 10 plugins, millions of installs. And um, you also mentioned that you work with most of your customers are very um, large scale editorials and publishers and enterprises, right? Or like what's your kind of customer mix?
1: No, we we definitely do get those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we get a lot of startups as well. Um, right. A lot of small publishers. I and mean, that's always been a a strong interest of ours. I know um with what you do, you're you're probably quite a bit more agency and enterprise focused than we are. Um a lot of our work is done at the kind of the 50, 60 dollar level. Mm-hmm. So we are we are quite open to having a single person who's a blogger or a single person who's starting a local news outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we range from them all the way up to the enterprise customers as well.
0: Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I I admire uh, everything that you do, Steve, and uh, with especially with Publis Press. I think there were a bunch of uh, plugins that we, um, as an agency, uh, you know, we recommend to some of our clients when they are looking for uh, any custom editorial or custom roles and permissions. So there are like a lot of different. Um, aspect of uh, customizing the editorial workflow or making the overall editorial workflow and publishing experience better for publisher is uh, something that your plugins, a lot of your different plugins kind of help and empower there. Uh, And even so that's, that's more for the agency perspective. But just, I think in general, and from the product perspective as well, like when, um, I was looking at starting multi collab, you know, that, that's like multi-loss is our agency business. And two years ago, I started uh, focusing on growing this product business. And as a part of that, at that time, like we had an experience, a lot of experience actually developing uh, the WordPress plugin, but turning a WordPress plugin into a product business is something very new for me at the time. And so, yeah, I was looking for some inspirations about who are the other WordPress plugin and product businesses, you know, who actually do a really good job in order to, um, uh, they're communicating the message and, 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 and showcasing and explaining uh, the product in the best way. And yeah, so we learned, uh, I had some inspirations um, going through some of your plugins and we kind of had there some profound uh, learning from there. Plus, uh, my conversation with you when we met first time during the post status retreat, you shared a few uh, really good uh, advice and tips in order to how to grow a product business. So I'm very grateful for that.
1: Well, how have you found it? um, To to be frank, uh, your your agency has been uh, far more successful, at least in terms of size Mm -hmm. and scale than our plugin business has been. And I think that's the same. The biggest businesses in the WordPress space are hosting companies first and then agencies second. If you build a successful agency like you've done, Mm -hmm. they can just scale massively. Um, How have you found it being an agency founder, -founder, co-founder, adapting to the product business? Does it feel small, perhaps, compared to... Running an agency dealing with multi-million-dollar enterprise projects.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. In fact, and um, so when I started multi-dots and um, and um, roughly like fourteen years ago, at that time, like there was it was very challenging. Like growing agency business in itself is is really challenging. I mean, in a way, like all businesses are one or other way challenging, but I think uh, agency business is much more about. Um, the, like the custom projects and very, um, you know, people oriented, I would say. So yeah, it was very challenging. And in last 14 years, um, you know, we have been able to build the right kind of process and systems and stuff like that. So it ended up being very smooth operation. And I started to feel a little bit bored. It was too smooth. <laughs> yeah, it was too smooth. Right. Exactly. Well. I was like, I was looking for a challenge. I was like, I wanna do something that is, uh, that actually takes me out of my comfort zone, you know? Because one, one, one of my life motto is that you grow when you get out of your comfort zone, you know? Because if I just keep doing the same thing, same thing that I've been doing like 10 years ago, and um, I will not be able to grow personally. So I was kind of looking for a new challenge for me, But as a part of the challenge, uh, my idea was, my goal was that I want to create like a different kind of uh, business, but also solve a very difficult problem. I don't just don't want to create like you know. So that's where the um, I see an opportunity with uh, multi collab and kind of like started uh, focusing and growing that side. Um, To your question, Mm
1: -hmm. you're not building another forms plugin. You're not you're not playing this on easy mode you 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 move it over to the plugin development space and immediately went right into hard mode building a collaborative um kind of uh, synchronous platform on top of WordPress
0: yeah I know I think uh, I I think I have a little uh hobby or habit for just doing things which is difficult in fact this interview as well right like I'm an introvert English is not <laughs> my first language but i knew that i wanted to kind of like you know um invite people like you to just discuss about how we run business and and our life so there is so much wisdom and knowledge in um you know the the wordpress founders around the world and i wanted to to do that so it is it was something that i like kind of like um struggle with this idea that i don't like being on a video i don't like I'm an introvert, you know, English is not probably I will pronounce million different words, uh, you know, in the wrong way. But that's where I was like, OK, this is this is what something that right now is out of my comfort zone. And that's exactly why I should do that. <laughs> well,
1: the um, probably the smartest thing I've ever been told about podcasts and doing this stuff is that it's it's the only time you ever get an hour Or Hmm. an hour and a half of pure concentration and focus from someone that you really want to meet. And now, I probably I'm not way up there on the on the rankings of um, of either people you necessarily would want to meet. You probably got some heroes that you'd like to meet, Hmm. um, uh, or I'm perhaps not very high up on the the totem pole in terms of sending out invites, but when we ran a, a video podcast regularly, we would get people like, um, one that sticks in my mind is Jason Cohen from, hmm. from WP engine. Right. And then the opportunity to have an hour, an hour and a half of just pure focused one-on-one conversation with someone like that um, was worth all the nervousness and the preparation and the, hmm. uh, all the hassle involved in doing one of these podcasts. Um, and yeah, there must be 10, 15 other conversations um, that if you invite other people on, mm-hmm. um, you get to talk to them unfiltered, um, ask them questions where, yeah. even if you meet them at a conference, you may get five minutes at most before they get whisked off. Um, it's, um, I think you're doing a great thing. I'm not sure who else you have lined up, but um, you pick the right guests and just for an hour you get to, brainstorm with people that you really want to talk to yeah um, even even if the words don't come out right um mm-hmm. even if you, you you feel a bit nervous on camera it's a, yeah it's a great thing
0: yeah and and i i think one thing that um what you've shared about the questions you know so that's something that i have found very powerful in my life that all the people around us you know they have so much wisdom experience you know, expertise on different topic, variety of different subjects. And all those wisdoms is just one question away. You know, if you just ask the right question, you know, it can unlock the door of, uh, you know, the the decades of wisdom and expertise. And so, yeah, that's why, that's what also kind of like encouraged me to, uh, to do this, uh, like a video series and podcast series to kind of like start interviewing different people in this world, and uh, yeah, bringing the expertise and knowledge that that we that we have.
1: Yeah, there's. Um, I think maybe, I can't remember where I heard it. I, I Trying so much of the internet just kind of floats through your brain in in one ear and then floats out the other. Yeah, like someone, someone said, uh, "What is if if you're meeting someone, ask them." what is the one thing that you know more about than anything else than anyone else? Hmm. And they said the answers you get just, um, just ask someone what they're interested in, you get the most amazing answers. Hmm. Um,
0: I think I heard uh, that too. Yeah. Uh, I think some, something it, about like, you yeah, have something that you are excited about or something like that. What is something that you are it, most excited about?
1: Let me test it on you, Anil. All right. <laughs> what, um, so outside of WordPress, you're not allowed to answer WordPress in this. What is something that you know more about than just about anyone else? What what takes up a big part of your brain outside of WordPress? Meditation. Tell me more. It um, since you were since you were young, since you became an entrepreneur and started getting stressed out.
0: Um, since when? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think a long time ago, probably nine years ago, uh, 2014, and when I started multi business uh, in 2009, for the first five years, I was working very hard, working probably 14, 16 hours a day, and was very successful. Things were going well, but I think it was 2014, that's where I hit the wall, and I kind of, like, started feeling like less excited, less passionate about the work or life and had some health issues and all of that. So that's when I turned into, um, you know, the mindfulness, uh, spirituality and meditation. So I went to, uh, I wanted to go somewhere, you know, where I don't think about the work. So I signed up for this 10 day uh, meditation, um, silent meditation retreat in uh, North India. And that was a, a profound experience for me because during that 10 day I learned the power of our breath and mindfulness and how that everything that I want to feel, you know, or or achieve in my life, you know, I have that control uh through uh going inward uh, than than outward. So that was my 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 experience in that since then. I continued to read about spirituality, mindfulness, and meditation and learn about it. So I b- went to a bunch of different meditation retreats and courses in the last uh, nine years, I read probably 20 to 20, 30 different books on spirituality, yoga, and meditation. And beginning of this year, I went to Bali and I did uh, uh, a yoga and meditation teacher training program. So I did a full one month. Uh, meditation and yoga teacher training program where I learned, again, a lot about, uh, you know, the the power of yoga and meditation and mindfulness. So, and that is something that actually a lot of people doesn't know, but like every uh, Wednesday, in fact, this morning, you know, like every Wednesday morning, uh, I will do a meditation for multi doss team members. So I will lead a meditation workshop, meditation practice. And a lot of my employees uh, for multi they will join for that session. And I've been doing that for almost like a year. So yeah, meditation is something that...
1: Oh, so you've trained to become a teacher and now you're practicing being a teacher with your staff. That's correct. You, you feel more in control, more more resilient perhaps with
0: with this practice? Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, this is this is very interesting because a lot of time, like in the beginning when we practice meditation, it's very hard to see that how meditation is impacting us, right? Or helping us. It's very hard to see those changes. And sometimes those changes are very subtle. And I think that is where a lot of uh, beginners or like someone who's starting with meditation, they will give up on trying that for five, 10 days or, or a month. So one thing that I learned is that after each meditation, like every day after the meditation, um, I will just observe that what has changed inside me, you know? So for example, one thing I observed, my handwriting, you know, started getting better after meditation. Hmm. If I write something, my, my handwriting will be much better than, uh, I would write it you know, without meditation or like a normal. So there are like so many such changes, even in day-to-day, my conversations, energy level, I saw that like, I start my day very early in the morning, like 5 a.m. So before I was like in the beginning when I was practicing meditation or was not regular with the meditation, I would get tired around 11, 11, 11.30 or 12. You know, so now, you know, uh, I have observed that, I will get tired somewhere around 3 30 or 4 but that's where something i feel like oh you know i need uh, a little bit rest but otherwise pretty much from morning until three so these are like very subtle level changes that usually we will not notice it and we have to pay attention to it,
1: it it's not like going on a on a diet or going to the gym if you're going on a diet you can feel your belt going one or two notches tighter Mm-hmm. If you go to the gym, you might feel your shoulders getting a little stronger, but meditation—it requires more, more careful observance of the changes.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's where, um, especially like uh, it, because it actually impacts much more on um, on our subtle energy level. You know, so that's where, uh, like, if you do like a full day meditation, then probably you will see the changes immediately. A lot of time, we all are busy, you know, we don't have like time to sit in a meditation for 10, 12 hours, right? So usually we will practice 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes meditation a day. And that is why it takes a little bit longer, or we need to observe uh, these changes on a subtle level. But it does actually is very helpful in terms of um, mental health and overall well-being. Um, I have personally noticed that since I started practicing meditation, my productivity, my work productivity in general has increased a lot because when I try, when I am working on something, my focus on that task, you know, and being present and fully available and involved has increased. And that's something I think is the biggest productivity leak for a lot of us where sometimes a lot of time, it's not about the time, it's about the energy, right? We all have one hour, but what you can do in that hour depends on your energy level and my energy level.
1: So you, you meditate in the morning, and then you will do, will you do like a a reset or a, another short meditation later in the day if you're feeling
0: tired or feeling like your concentration is slipping? Um. So I think so far I have uh, learned and practice 30 different types of meditation, three zero. And each meditation has, I think, different purpose. So I am the meditation practice that now I'm doing, it's every morning around 5:15, 5:30. So I get up at five o'clock, do my yoga and push-ups, and like there is my health routine that I do. And after that, I will practice this 25-minute meditation in the morning. So then that meditation, with that meditation, I will be. Like, you know, it will give me the energy uh, for the pretty much like uh, until three or four and around three thirty or four, I'll take a short nap, like 10, 15 minutes short nap. So that's like my, uh, my recharge time, you know, where uh, that will give me the extra boost of energy.
1: So are you still working hardcore days between the agency and between uh, multi Club and the other projects you're doing, are mm-hmm. you still putting in 12, 13, 14 hour days? Um, is it is the meditation something that helps you get through long, tough days?
0: Yeah. Um, so in terms of the time, I think like I tell myself that I kind of work from 5 to 5. So that's my routine right now. So 5 a.m. until 5 p.m. So that's my like time where I pretty much spend. Sometimes I work until like 6 two, but that's not all the work. So some part of the day is um, purely business, like work, multi-collab, multi-dots, and all of that. But in between, uh, I have uh, plenty of other time for my personal growth and personal development. So I would be learning, reading, and like doing other stuff uh, that helps me learn and grow. So so yeah, I think that's kind of like how, so I'm technically kind of like that's my routine, but in between now, I've started to integrate a little bit more, like the personal development and personal growth time as well in this in this work routine.
1: Okay, you're getting a little older, and not uh, you're not pushing through <laughs> nonstop <laughs> like maybe, yeah. like, like maybe before you burned out when um, yeah. back
0: in 2014. True, and that was the thing. Like I think, uh, you know, I did not have any interest at that time outside work, so work was the only thing that I know I was kind of like excited about. And, uh, and also when I was young you know, I was 23 year old at that time. And also when we are young, we feel that we have this infinite energy, but uh, at, it doesn't matter the age, but I think you know, the more time you put at some point, it will start catching up. And that's where I think I did not pay too much attention to not care on my health, fitness, like mental and, and physical fitness. And that's something was my biggest lesson in my life. That doesn't matter how busy I get, how successful I get, I need to have uh, my physical and mental fitness as my part of my daily routine. It, um
1: I, I'm a, I have a little bit of a different lifestyle than you. That I have kids who are one has just become a teenager, one is about to become a teenager, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not I'm not that. Um, that different from you in that life is busy and the only time any kind of exercise gets done mm. is five o'clock in the morning mm. if it's not done by six if it's not done before say 7 a.m then then life comes in like an avalanche and uh mm. the kids are yelling and slack is going off and email <laughs> is going off um um it, it needs to be it needs to be deliberately carved out of hmm. time early
0: in the morning before everyone else wakes up. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's it's a big challenge, and that's something that not challenge in the sense like we all have very different uh, priorities in life and family and business. You know, someone of like is in the beginning of their business, of course, like they need to need. They might have like different priorities, uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, the helpful thing is a routine, like the one moment we create the best routine that works for us. I think that's where I, I personally suggest to kind of start with, um, you know. Um, great. All right. So, Steve, we talked about some of my personal interest outside my work. How about you? Um, do you do anything uh, outside work that excites you or something that's unique to you?
1: Um. Okay, so I um, I had that question for you that and your answer was meditation, right it was one one thing that you know more about than just about anything else. So I I do some things like play soccer for example hmm. but that that wouldn't really answer the question um because I don't know <laughs> I'm not a very good soccer player even um so and I certainly don't know more about it than anyone else. Hmm. Um, so my answer to the question would be, uh, I've would be universities, which is, um, may require a little bit of quick explanation that hmm. I was, a, I was a, I grew up as a, as a family of teachers, everyone in my family was a teacher, a head teacher, principal, um, uh, what at universities all teachers of some sort. And I became a teacher and wanted to uh, um, become a university professor. Um, all the uni- university professors told me that it was a terrible job. It didn't pay enough money. <laughs> so I, I quit that idea um, and then became a regular teacher and found out soon that um, it didn't pay enough. <laughs> I should... I, um, and it, when my kids came along, I had to quit being a teacher and get into IT. Mm. But I, I've always, um, always had an interest in the teaching side of things. Mm. I ran a, a training company for ten years, so mm. we taught people how to use WordPress and Drupal and other platforms. Right. Uh, we did books and we did classes and all sorts of training. Mm. Um. And we sold that company a few years ago, and we've been doing WordPress plugins ever since. Um. But a a part of my brain has still been very interested in education. And so on the side, I've been putting together the pieces to try and write a book about um, universities. Hmm. Um, I've spent way too much time around them. Um, What is the the purpose of a university? Um, Hmm. It's... It's a. It'll be a self-published book in oh, probably three, four years now, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm too busy to actually finish it. Um, but I'm reading about the history of universities, where they come from, what they're for, um, and trying to formulate some ideas around it. Um,
0: I found it to be quite therapeutic. Um, hmm. I was going like, to ask, like, is that something? Are you thinking about maybe turning into a profession in the future? Is just uh, just for a uh...
1: I mean, nothing in education makes enough money
0: <laughs> no no uh, one thing I forgot yeah. to tell you that my first job like before like when I was in a high school my first part-time job from the high school until the college like the uh, first few years of the college was as a teacher so I was actually teaching computers like how to use computer and like uh Microsoft Word and PowerPoint and I was also teaching accounting um to um yeah you know like uh computer-based accounting so i did that for like pretty much uh, for three years as a part-time but that was my first job yeah uh, when you mentioned about the teaching you know that's what uh, triggered me i was like huh i didn't know that i was also kind of like a teacher i started my career as a teacher
1: oh yeah it, um, it's a good place to start mm. um and i'd, I'd, love, I'd love to To kind of circle back to it as I get older, Hmm. Um, at the moment, it's just a a kind of a a deep hobby trying to understand the history of education, basically, Mm -hmm. and trying to write about it. Um, But at the moment, it's mainly a kind of a sideline. Technology is my day job, my business, Hmm. what keeps our staff employed. Um, but um, say over the last three four years, me and you have been heavily involved in Gutenberg, um, and almost every time you install it, there's a change. I installed hmm. Gutenberg again today. I think like version version sixteen, I think it was. Okay. Um, of the plugin, and there's all these radical new changes just from like two days ago when I used it last there's a like a new Mm. uh command center like you see on a mac computer Mm -hmm. just a big search box Mm -hmm. um and like dozens of other little changes and ways different ways of interacting with it Mm. and and that's life that's the life that me and you have chosen of things moving at such an incredible pace that I guess maybe you, you find kind of a respite in meditation. Um, I, I found some of it in reading about history, like, okay, hmm. what, what were things like in 1200? Uh, opening up a book and reading about um, 800, 900 years ago right. um, is kind of clears my mind. <laughs> so that when <laughs> I go back to work the next day, yeah, things are moving at a million miles
0: again. Right, um,
1: I've had a bit of a rest from it.
0: Yeah, but I think on your point that it doesn't matter like what your interest is. But I think it's really important to have, um, you know, a habit or interest that you go back to after the work because that's where I think a lot of us struggle because when we don't have any outside work interest, and then we end up burying ourselves uh, in into the work.
1: Yeah, I I get a little worried about staff members people who work for us who mm. if I ask them what they did on the weekend they'll be like oh, I played around on the computer played some some mm. video games like no it's that's not healthy mm. I try and nudge them um go uh go do some gardening go mm-hmm. um go play some music go a uh, sports something that really grabs your attention outside of work yeah, um, it's normally the young ones who, yeah. who, if I, maybe in their early twenties, mid twenties, if I ask them, what do you do outside of work? Oh, not much. right? Mm. I dabble on my computer after work, mm. and maybe maybe the ones who are a little older, I think, have learned the lesson that they need something else. Yeah.
0: I know, I think that's that's kind of like big challenge nowadays to what I see is that, like, we complain about the time, like, I don't have a time to do things, right? But actually, when you make time available for you, you know, the biggest struggle is to what to do in that free time, you know, because I think that's where, <laughs> and that is where when you're not able to make that decision, you know, and then you go back to, to work and start complaining about that, I don't have a time.
1: <laughs> it, I, it's not easy. Um, it is not. Yeah, I, um, I, I live in uh, Florida now. I'm British originally, but have ended up in Florida. And I think the same may be true of where you live in Austin, hmm. in Texas. Hmm. That since the pandemic, there's been a lot of a lot of remote workers have moved to where i live and where you live Mm -hmm. you know people just pick up their laptop and move down here yeah so i think of the people i know on the street i live in i'm calling from my home office to talk to you 90 percent of them are remote workers uh maybe half of them have moved here in the last couple of years Mm. and I've seen that it's not easy for them. That um, a lot of them don't really know what to do outside of work. They, mm. they. One guy I spoke to recently, he said he's barely left his house in like a month. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I I have a like what's the phrase? A, a hot take. Um, <laughs> a like a something you'd put on Twitter as like a yeah Go a debating point that i think remote work is going to become a bit of a a mental health crisis in Mm. the next few years That you know people like me and you we've done it a long time kind of got used to it um but i've seen not just with some of our staff but also the people around in our neighborhood people i know that it it's a challenge to build a life outside of work Mm. often you'd go to the office um before remote work took off and there would be people right there in front of you to talk to to uh to socialize with even if you didn't like them even if they weren't the best fit hmm. um but remote work there's none of that that outlet you have to to build your entire social network
0: by yourself more or less
1: hmm. and that's a that's a challenge
0: hmm. Um, it is actually. And um, one of the, I'm not sure if i it was a podcast or a book, but I did um, learn about that, not just I think remote work, but in general, like at this point of the, the time where technology has made everything so accessible, easy, and and comfortable for us. So we have not been challenging ourselves or not like doing things that will challenge us or, you know, um, excite us or like and do things that I think that might also be something that's kind of like leading people more towards um, distress and anxiety. And um, yeah, like also, um, like it was easy in the past. To kind of like just kill a day, like, you know, just leave a day because if you, let's say, uh, go and meet someone, you know, then there is like a whole journey um, of doing things and there was an enjoyment in that journey and the planning and the process. Now if you look at the planning process and journey, the technology and all the conveniences around us, they, it has made all of that, um, you know, the duration of that very short. So then you are seeing the results or outcomes or achievements immediately. So now those are not something that's giving a motivation for the next adventure.
1: That kind of uh, brings us back full circle to your point at the beginning of the chat about why you took on uh, doing Hmm. multi-collab. Yeah. Why? Because (laughs) it's difficult. Yeah. Like you, you could have sat there and run your agency and, um, and continued a successful life and gone on podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, had a, gone to conferences and had a good time, but, um, um, doing things that you don't know if they're going to succeed or not, mm. uh, it's good for you. Yeah. 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 Um, good. Kind of to circle back to WordPress, how, um, you, you've took with multi collab, you took on a, um, a whole new challenge, right? You, you decided to dive even before what, cause Gutenberg with, um, WordPress phase three is diving into some difficult territory around, um, enabling people to collaborate on a document together, like a Google doc style three four people all editing and making changes at the same time Mm -hmm. um difficult technical challenge and am i right in thinking that you and your team just dove right in and (laughs) said that's what we're gonna do
0: yeah you're uh,
1: working on it right now right
0: (laughs) so you yeah i think you're right that real-time editing so just i mean going back a little bit like just the whole collaboration on Bringing the collaboration inside WordPress itself is very very challenging, but real time editing in particular is much more challenging than anything else, because uh, all the other uh, platform, if I look, let's like say, Notion, Google Doc, or Microsoft Word, or Canva, or even Wix, you know, they are all very much like you know, the centrally hosted, so that basically you don't go and install that software just onto your server. Like, you know, the instance with Google Doc, it's all centrally managed. The challenge with the WordPress is that, like WordPress is much more, like the majority of the WordPress installs are self-hosted. You know, people like to actually download the code, install it into like variety of different hosting or their own solutions. So it's not centrally, managed or controlled and implementing uh, a peer to peer communication or real time, real time communication or collaboration is, is is very much challenging in, in, in that sense.
1: Do you, um, I've seen with the, the WordPress.com team, little hints that they're working on it, that occasionally, um, I mean i've got to be honest it's, it's been a bit mysterious i'm i'm probably follow the news about this stuff as closely as as anyone because our business is so closely linked to it mm. and i've had a hard time figuring out what's going on i've seen i've seen some hints that the wordpress team have been working on it but also that they've been struggling um that they've done some soft launches and then taken them back again um how close are you to getting a product that could could be put out there? Um, is it a challenge that you guys are close to solving or are there still hurdles ahead?
0: Yeah. Um, so if you look at the collaboration, right, there are two things. One is real-time collaboration, like, and the second is async collaboration. So async collaboration is where... You do the commenting and provide the suggestions and edits become suggestions. So that's something that we launched two years ago, um, async communication and collaboration in WordPress. And uh, it was challenging, but at this moment, you know, we have around 10,000 plus installs of multi-collab and they're all kind of like leveraging the async collaboration uh, features of commenting and suggestion. So that's something that I see, in my opinion, I think at this moment, you know, uh, we had like a very good success with that, like launching it, 10,000 plus installs and users trying it, playing with it, but also some real businesses and enterprises like uh, Gannett, you know, so they have a bunch of different web properties uh, and then smartassets.com. So that's kind of like also one of the the big publisher in personal finance and investment, so there are some big names who are also utilizing the multi collab, especially this commenting and suggestion. So that's where I think we already have a success. Now the second part, which is um, real time collaborations, that is where multiple users simultaneously can edit our press post, and in a the real time they see all the changes that other other users are, 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 are updating or editing. So that piece is something that was a big challenge. And so we launched uh, a prototype um, three months ago, okay. I think somewhere around March. So that's where we launched the first prototype of like actual working model of real-time editing in WordPress. Uh, I think 500 plus users, they sign up for it for the demo because they were interested in. So we just wanted to first play with that and see how um, it performs. So we have been checking and it actually worked really well. For a lot of them, there were some feedback we received and we continue to improve and, and fix those issues and, and improve it. So my goal was to kind of like just have this live environment and demo where people can just play with it and so we can get some uh, feedback. So, and then we have been working on improving it. So at this moment, is, uh, you know in the next two months, uh, we are planning to now bring this feature as a part inside multi collab. So along with the commenting and suggestion, uh, people can also use the real-time editing. In the beginning, um, we want to launch it as beta because there are still each WordPress instance and installation is very unique and personalized. So we it's very hard to kind of like make an assumption that it will work for all the WordPress setup. But majority of the, the hosting companies, we tested with them uh, all the popular WordPress plugin. In fact, we actually tested with the, some of the public WordPress plugin as well. So we kind of tried mm-hmm. to see that how this works with the, the most popular plugins, themes and hosting. So that's kind of like the confidence we have. And uh, at some point in the August, we are going to launch this real-time editing feature uh, as a part of multicollab
1: Oh, congrats. It, yeah. It, I think you'll be the first, almost, almost certainly the first to put out something public and um, and and let people see what this kind of experience looks like in WordPress.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. How about um, your clients? Do you do you know if any of your customers who are into publishing space have been asking about or excited about the collaboration feature?
1: Yeah, we um, I guess because we don't advertise it, it's not not a feature we have. We um, I, I guess our questions are mostly
0: around. Um, but do they even ask the, you about like, hey, you know, um, we are looking for like collaboration in the WordPress or something like that?
1: Most most of our questions, actually, <laughs> I, I'd say most of our questions are about locking people out of things. Because um, mm. um, uh, kind of where our plugins are um, situated in the market, mm. we get a lot of questions about, I have these editors, but I don't trust them. How can I make sure that the editors do not have access to edit this feature <laughs> or or I want my editors to submit all their changes hmm. and then have them approved? Um, so uh, um, we do come at it from a slightly different angle. I guess our um, our solutions are not a side by side with yours, not not competitive. Hmm. Um, they have slightly different feature sets. Um, but I, I think the people who will get most excited about collaboration are the, the publishers who relied heavily on Google Docs before. Um, and the younger kids as well, like my i mentioned before that I've got a couple a couple of daughters, one who's just become a teenager hmm. and one who will be soon. Uh stuff like collaborative editing, working on something together is completely natural. Mm. Um will. the The older daughter is working on a um, a school project with several friends right now that she has to be has to be finished in a couple of weeks, so she'll have her um, her phone up in front of her. They'll be FaceTiming, and they'll <clears throat> each of them will be in a different house, hmm. and they'll be working and collaborating on the document together. Hmm. It, I think. They use uh Microsoft's OneDrive, hmm. um, but they can all see each other typing. Yeah. Com- completely normal experience for them. Yeah. Then they get in the, the back end of WordPress. Hmm. Kind, of, kind of old fashioned. Hmm. Um uh, wait, my friend is in there. I have to kick them out or I have to wait for them to, yeah. to finish. Um yeah. so maybe our customers aren't asking, but I can absolutely see. Mm. the demand for the kind of stuff
0: you're building right and that's something that actually also inspired me to kind of like commit myself and like time and energy and efforts into this direction because um if you see like any application whether it's a notion or canva like even design tool content creation tool even I think, you know, the um, we consider Wix as a, one of the competitors for the WordPress. Right. Wix also has a collaborative editing. So that was something that's kind of like uh, uh, surprising for me. And like, you know, the one actually motivation for putting in time and resources into developing this, because there is a need, you know, like all the applications, content creation applications, nowadays, they are all... Uh, collaboration first you know so like within the the launch of their first to second year like notion for example it's just been like like lo- less than 5 year old um software and if you look at that you know they already have the collaboration since last two years so that's where something that i see that as you say like you know it becomes like so obvious and so something that like uh, as you mentioned about your your daughters, like you know they it is very default in nature or expectations for them. and that's something that I think WordPress right now is missing, and uh, it it needs now it, It's a little
1: unfair to complain about WordPress for lacking this because the technical challenge of doing this on mm-hmm. self-hosted platforms is is vastly bigger than doing it on a hosted platform. That's true. Um, but you know, people like my daughter or, um, or maybe our, some of our customers, Hmm. they don't care.
0: Exactly. That was my point. Like, you know, (laughs) we understand it's technically challenging, but for them, it's just like a feature, you know, they just need it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Um, we're, we're doing this at the end of June, so maybe six, eight weeks, and you'll be able to have this for the public to test, um, inside your plugin. Even That's if true. it's a beta version, it it'll, you guys will be the first one to market.
0: Yeah. And we are very excited about that. We have put a lot of efforts and work into it. And the early uh, results has been very, very promising. Even we are also uh, utilizing that internally. So all our multi-collab, multi-dots, dot store blogs, we are publishing using multi-collab and real-time editing. And yeah, uh, it is it is very promising so far. And I'm really excited about the launch and see how it can help, um, you know, people to publish content uh, collaboratively and 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 better.
1: So, in your testing, you've been able to scale down to, say, five ten dollar a month hosting.
0: Um, that's a good question. So, our the focus at this moment has been. From, we kind of like started with the plugins, like what are the top plugins that we need to make sure that um, um, MultiCollapse should work. And then we started with uh, um, the users. So that was another thing, like how many users simultaneously can collaborate um, in the real time. So we did testing up to 20 or 25 users and there wasn't performance issue wow. in reliable hosting. Um, of course like you know we can it can scale to more depending on the server and other stuff. But when it comes to the server specifically the hosting, you know in order to implement the real-time editing specifically um technically speaking we are using a webSocket uh, um, I'm sure you know what what webSocket is and in order to leverage the websocket we need to have a compatible server so there are like certain configuration and standard like minimum server configuration that needs to be there in order to use this feature uh, as long as you have that we have seen the the multi collab uh, real time editing works fine but if there is a server which is not maybe the latest version of php or they don't have the latest updated version of Apache or NGINX. I think that's where uh, this particular feature, real-time editing, they will not be able to utilize, and we have like done that so that it will be disabled for them, but they can still utilize the, the commenting and other features.
1: Uh, okay, so it may be another push to get hosting companies to up, update their offerings, move off PHP 5, um, move to to php8 um Mm -hmm. update their platforms if how are you thinking about this in terms of um i mean feel free to say (laughs) it's a trade secret because you have um uh a lot a lot kind of time and effort put into this um but my, my question would be how are you thinking about this in terms of the wordpress core because gutenberg phase three the the core promise if if you ask your average WordPress developer in the street, hmm. do you know about Phase Three? They might say, eh, "That's the Google Doc style editing coming." That's that's the promise that the WordPress core team have made. Right. How are you thinking about your work in conjunction with such a a direct promise from the WordPress team?
0: Yeah, um, no, that's a that's a very fair question, and in fact, um, I have got that question a lot. Uh, from even my team as well. Oh, we, we I trying decided. to be more interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, yeah, that's, that's a question I, I've been getting a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay. and especially like even when I decided to invest time and energy and money into building multi-collab product business, that was I was already aware at that time that uh, Gutenberg Phase Three will be the collaboration, and some of the features that we are building today uh, will be available. On um, on uh, WordPress core in the future, you know, and 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 it will also be free. So the way I look at it, Steve, is that if we look at like any software or application platform, let's say Apple, right? So iPhone has Notes application, it has email, calendar. Despite that, like those are all free, you know, and the default install, you don't have to do anything. Despite that, we still, a lot of us, we still like to use Notion or some other types of application on top of the, the iPhone or Apple ecosystem, right? So that's, I think the one thing that um, it has been true for the WordPress ecosystem as well, that there are a lot of default features like roles and permissions and stuff like that but there are some pro users. So there are some basic users who are very happy with what is offered as a part of the core and free, but then there are some enterprise and pro users who actually needs more and needs things slightly different, slightly personalized and customized for their needs. And I think that is where I see that MultiCollab is kind of like you know going to help and will be making a difference. Um, but other than that, yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually much more excited that collaboration is going to be part of the WordPress core because then I don't have to worry about uh encouraging everyone to to use because once that happens, you know people will taste the the benefit of collaboration. and once they do that, if it works for the basic users, that's fine and a mo- lot of features in multi-collab as well are free. You know? So that's something that we are also trying to to kind of incorporate into our offering to basically offer a lot of uh, collaboration features free. And there are some very specific features which are more targeted for the, uh, the pro and enterprise users. And that's where we are going to monetize. Uh, but on top of that, support is something that you and I, we both have experienced that uh, the support of the, the WordPress core versus support on a premium plugin is Like expectations are different for the businesses and enterprise, and that is something that we are also um, trying to make ourselves more, um, you know, the different and better. And most importantly, I think third thing would be um, the updates. Like WordPress core by design will be is big, so it is slow. You know, so any changes into WordPress core or collaboration will take six months or a year to come back like even the basic changes right on the other end because we are small you know but we are very focused on this just one aspect of the wordpress so that's why we are fast in terms of like rolling out the new changes and fixes and stuff like that so that's where i see that in terms of the um the business model and the the how it will make sense for multi dots um so yeah that's where i see um, that there is a there is a room for for multi collab to grow. Yeah, I,
1: I think from the sounds of it, we think about this in the same way. Um, mm. At the beginning, I talked about the published Press Future plugin, which allows you to have an expiry date um, and just the extra things that are just fleshing out the b- taking the core experience of WordPress mm. and uh, enhancing it um it's kind of the wordpress core can't do everything hmm. so there's a there's a lot of need from the more power the power users to to have those extra features extra items that the core just can't ship yeah. everything yeah um if for example um phase three they seem to have quietly started talking a lot about revisions and baking more advanced revisions into everything mm-hmm. So we have a plugin called Revisions, and we're just about to launch a feature which will allow you to see in one screen a list of all the revisions on your site Mm. and and browse them and filter them and view them because at the moment, the revisions are all hidden deep in the WordPress core. Um, So I like the way you think on that, that I think it's similar to us that the WordPress core is doing excellent work um there's just a market for that extra five or ten percent of features that the power users want yeah you have more courage than me that was uh i i we looked at it deeply three or four years ago Mm. and said that we're not a company of the size to take the risk of building something Mm. like collaborative editing Mm. it's it's difficult i'm pretty sure the wordpress team are finding it difficult so we've got big congratulations to you for getting it done
0: Thank you, Stu. Yeah. I think honestly, uh, I I think I was just um, focusing more on the idea and um inspiration. Most of the work has been done by my team, and sometimes I feel, yeah, you know, that I'm really grateful for them to actually accept this challenge because, yeah, I I didn't have to do it. I was more like on the sideline, you know, but they were all who were actually in the arena and like doing this thing so yeah I think uh, uh I hope uh, yeah they also enjoyed working on and challenge like this it is it is fun
1: to do something that has not been done before it um hmm. um I had the example earlier of building another forms plugin mm-hmm. maybe that that's just not exciting to a lot of developers hmm. but doing something like um synchronous collaborative editing in WordPress, never been done before. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you probably had the right developers on this, and I'm sure they were excited.
0: We do, and yeah, that's true. Like most of the team members um, who has been working on Multicalab, uh, yeah, they have been very, very happy about their contribution. And you are right. Like I told them in one of our town hall meeting, I was like, I'm jealous because as a web developer, you know, this is kind of stuff that. I wish, you know, I had in the beginning of my career, I had an opportunity to work on building something that has not, not been done before. Um, and um, fortunately, they also feel the same way. They also feel that yeah they are working on something which is very challenging, not been done before and can impact a very large people who use WordPress or publish with WordPress, you know? So yeah, I think it's, it it is, it is really. Um, a proud and interesting challenge to work on as a developer.
1: So are you
0: you going to launch at WordCamp US? Is that the, or just before perhaps? I think it will happen before because this uh, real-time editing uh, will be, we are planning to launch around early August. So the first few weeks uh, of the uh, August. So yeah, right before the WordCamp US.
1: Cool. Um, well, you'll probably have a booth.
0: Um... Yeah, we are uh, sponsoring. Yeah, we are one of the sponsor of the WordCamp here, okay. so we will be there and, yeah, uh, showing the demo of the real-time editing and collecting the feedbacks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so, Steve, let's quickly switch the gears to um, a couple of questions, and then we'll slowly um, head to the wrapping up. Uh, one question I have for you is how are you using the AI tools right now in your work or life? Because AI has been a big interest for a lot of us, you know, and especially a big topic of the discussion during the WordCamp uh, Europe as well. So yeah, how are you using AI tools in your work and life?
1: Um, normally to do the, the first draft of things. okay. We deal with quite a lot of publishers hmm. and uh, Oh, yes. The entire topic of the last hour, um, you can probably edit that part out as a dumb thing to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we deal, with, we deal with a lot of publishers and the advice that we give to them is to plan in the opposite direction from AI that within, even now, probably now there's torrents and torrents of AI generated content flooding onto the web. hmm AI can be a useful tool to maybe scaffold a blog post, but if you want to be a successful publisher, people need to care about you and what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, what kind of the advice we're giving to people about AI is that you need to be trying to take a stand in opposition to ai how can you make your work more personal more uh more relevant to the users more caring show more heart um uh ai will will be useful will be a useful background tool but for me um our use of ai is pretty limited at the moment Hmm. sorry can is a little bit of a cynic
0: (laughs) No, I think, yeah, that's why I, I'm just curious that how, um, you know, especially um, as a founder or being a part of the WordPress community, how we are all utilizing and leveraging the AI tools. Um, but yeah, I think in general, my understanding is that if you look at the AI revolution, you know, so um, yeah, Genie is out of the bottle. You know, it's not going to go back. So one or other way, yeah, we all have to adopt or you know, start learning or le- leveraging the AI tools and see how we can actually uh, utilize that uh, for our personal and professional growth. Um, I'm looking at most of these AI tools as more like, as you say, like a co-pilot, you know, so it's not something that's gonna kind of like replace what I do, but more like just help me enhance what I do, you know? So it kind of like becoming my co-pilot, like a personal assistant who helps me, Doing some of those errands and chores that usually, like if I try to do it, probably I'll suck at it, or probably I will not be able to be do as good as uh, an AI tool can do.
1: Um, Like I, I I gave the example of doing some research on universities before. Yeah. Um. One of the things I did with the AI tools was say, "Hey, give me a list of the uh, 100 oldest universities in France." Hmm. Bang. produced the list for me. I had to go back. I double-checked everything. There was a few mistakes in there. Hmm. But, yeah, very helpful just to to get started with the
0: first draft of something. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, Steve, it has been wonderful um, having you here and talking about uh, WordPress uh, Gutenberg Phase 3 collaboration and also... Uh, you know the importance of having some habits and hobbies outside work. Uh, yeah, a lot of interesting discussions and conversation. And um, is there any uh, parting thoughts um, that you would like to to share?
1: Uh, no, I, um, it's always fun to get on a podcast with someone whose work you admire. Um, I admire what you're doing, Neil. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your launch and and meeting you
0: again in uh, in Washington DC for WordCamp US. Me too. Uh, Thanks, Steve. And uh, the last question is, um, we're going to include these details in our show notes as well, but how can people find you and learn more about the work you do or stay connected with you?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I'm at steveburge, B-U-R-G-E dot com. And from there, it has a link to my social accounts and what I'm up to.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So we'll include all of this in the show notes. And um, yeah, if you're interested to learn more about Multicollab, I think uh, the easiest thing will be just search for Google Docs style uh, collaboration in WordPress, and probably you will find a bunch of different resources that will all lead to Multicollab, <laughs> or type in Multicollab. <laughs> great, awesome! Uh, it was great to have you here, Steve. Hey everyone! Thank you for listening to today's episode of Peaceful Growth. Let me tell you, I'm an introvert. And also, English is not my first language. So you would understand how uncomfortable it would be for me to do a podcast like this. But we don't grow staying in our comfort zone. And that's what I'm doing here. And also encourage you to do things that challenges you and take you out of your comfort zone. I would also appreciate it if you shared this episode with others. It will help me on my mission to inspire 100 million people to build an extraordinary life. To learn more about how I balance my multimillion dollar business and continue to learn and grow in other areas of life, uh, check out my weekly newsletter, Learn Plus Grow, on anilg.substack.com. May the peace and growth be with you.